What are you guys' thoughts on these? Do you have a favorite of the two? Do you think that they're completely different? Uh, you know, what, what what are your sort of I feelings on? I prefer Shazam to Aquaman. I also prefer Shazam. Uh, I do like Aquaman though. Yeah, um, I do not. Hello and welcome to Well Good Movies, the podcast that gives you the topics worth discussing and the movies worth watching. I'm your host, David Oscar, and I am joined, as usual, by my trusty aide, Craig McDonald. Hello, Craig. Hello, everyone at home. Not for David to call me an aide, not partner. <laughs> um, I was thinking of, like, superhero terminology, like uh, my loyal... Uh, what's the, like, Robin one? Like Sidekick? No, there's... Um, Ward. Ward. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> my loyal ward. Yeah, you're not making this comparison any better. You you called me, like, an astromech droid in the last one, so I just thought, like... Yeah. <laughs> I could have called you an interpreter. Like, I gave you a... <laughs> also, guys, uh, just a quick mention at the beginning of that. Our opening includes that famous line from Monty Python, so I think it's only right that we pay tribute here to Terry Jones, uh, who has sadly passed away. Um, he is such a fantastic uh, actor and comedian and you know we had that in our intro obviously you know well before this happened because it is just such an iconic line and such an iconic character so uh, yeah we are very sad to hear of his loss so uh, we hope that uh, you know condolences go out to friends and family and you know you won't be forgotten uh, but for today's episode now guys we are going to be talking about the Birds of Prey is out uh, in the coming up weeks with Harley Quinn. So uh, we're going to be talking about all things DC, uh, talking about our thoughts on films like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and then your newer films that come along like Aquaman and Shazam. Uh, to go through all of that today, we have got two massive DC fans and experts. Uh, he's been on the show before in our Joker episode, so also DC themed. Uh, he is the host of the Film 7 podcast. It is Jake Hart. Hello. Hello there. How are you, Thanks Jake? for having me on, guys. Yeah, that's no problem. Like I said, if uh, we're doing DC, we uh, we needed to get, Give me a call. get you back in there. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to more, do you think? Birds of Prey or Wonder Woman? Was oh, it? Wonder Woman for sure. Yeah. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Uh, I am looking forward to Birds of Prey, uh, but, you know, Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman again, give it all to me. Yeah. it's it, And I think the fact that the trailer for that, like, still held up as well. So you're like, oh, here's, like, the test. But, yeah, it trended really well and... It looks really fun, to be fair, so very excited about that one. Uh, also with us, we have got uh, another previous guest, which is Kellen Dowsett, this time here to prove his comic book knowledge and talk all things DC, the good, the bad, <laughs> the ugly. Um, how are you, Kellen? How have you been? I'm good. Welcome, true believers. <laughs> from how was how was 2019 for film for you? Obviously, you're a big film buff in terms of watching as much as you can. How did you feel it, it went? Good. A mixed bag. Um, obviously, looking at the list of Oscar contenders, the big award-winning films from last year, I'm not impressed. Um, I, I don't know your opinion on Joker myself. Or myself, I, I'm not impressed by it. It's a it's a good it's good leading role for Joaquin Phoenix. It's mm. a great acting part, but the film itself to me is pointless. The point of the film, um, the fact that it's considered the underdog, and I'm doing big finger quotation marks <laughs> there, is baffling to me because it's essentially Martin Scorsese film, a Martin Scorsese film which is built for awards. Yeah. The only one that I think deserves to be there 
Oh, there's a couple actually. Lighthouse and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. But Tar- uh, it, when Oscars come around, Tarantino is always my choice because it's the the wild card, so to speak. It's not traditional Oscar bait film. Yeah, well, even with Lighthouse, I think that's just like acting nominations as well, isn't it? So it's yeah. like it's like they have left but out. They, some deser- the, they deserve it in that. Yeah, they've they've left out some of the more sort of like risque choices, apart from maybe Parasite. Um, and yeah, I think. Uh, Interestingly, today, obviously, we're focusing on the DCEU, so Joker won't be coming up. So, you know, for everyone at home, if you do like Joker or if you saw, like, uh, similar to Kellen in which you saw, like, not sure about it, then go listen to our Joker episode where we dedicate an entire episode to his history and his legacy, talking about that film um, and his other appearances. And that also, like I said, had, had Jake in there as well, and um, which he won our uh, Joker Endgame as well. I did, uh, yeah. For guessing the Joker laughs. Uh, which was very fun. Well, we'll be going through all things, like I said, DC uh, throughout this uh, episode. We will be focusing mainly on the DCEU films we had so far. Still kind of unclear where the Birds of Prey comes into that, um, but we just thought it was a good chance, like I said, because we're getting Harley Quinn and we're getting Wonder Woman both appear in their own movies this year. Um, it was a chance to sort of go through uh, the past films because, you know, there might be changes in, in the sort of timeline or there might be things in alternate timelines as we've seen before. Uh, so it's a chance to, to bring up those other characters and actors that we've seen in, in other franchises. Yeah, yeah, speaking about the title of that. Yeah, I know, I kind of just it, called it Harley Quinn because I was no, like... No, no, oh, I'm yeah. talking about this whole universe. Oh, now, yeah. what is the name of this universe? Because for years we've been calling it the DCEU. Yeah, yeah. But that's actually not the official no, title, I, they apparently. They called like, it Worlds of DC at one point at like Comic-Con yeah. or something. But I go down the line of where a lot of reviewers will go... I'm just going to call it DCEU because you haven't given us an alternative yet and the yeah. ones that you have given us don't catch on or aren't good enough. So I suppose DCCU, yeah. DC Cinematic Universe, is a little bit yeah. too broad. Yeah, um, sounds a bit too much like a university, I think, was my yeah. problem. Yeah. The DCCU. Yeah. I always just refer to it as just the DC Universe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's just me because I think within TV, film, comics, I think it's all within the same, yeah. not universe, but multiverse. And you need right. to have something that differentiates itself from the MCU as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be going through all of that. Like I said, obviously, a big element as well is the future film. So we'll be going through some of our like hopes and... Uh, you know what we're looking forward to in the films that have been announced um but we will start off by going through some of the films that we know or seem dead in the water in terms of films that we won't be talking about today and in order to let you guys know that we won't be going through them uh, we've got a memoriam service set up uh, by kellen so um here is that memoriam these are just some of the films that uh, we've lost over the years guillermo del toro's justice league dark Cyborg, The Batfleck, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Just some films, and not just films, TV shows as well. Swamp Thing, Constantine, Young Justice, although it's back a bit, I know. Just some of the films that DC has killed over the years. Murderers. Rest in peace, my love. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't I'm rehearsed. Pledging so. one pound of no, that, was, <laughs> that was off the cuff. That was. Yeah. I've literally just got a list of films. But to be fair, you kind of want it like in the Oscars where they play the clip and stuff. You know, where they have like the moments from the film like play. And I'm like, I want to see a picture of Swamp Thing with a big heart around it. <laughs> rest in peace. And- yeah, exactly. What are your guys' feelings? You know, like I said, they haven't said where the Birds of Prey is strictly in the same universe, and we don't know in the future. We've got spin-offs like uh, Joker, um, but then we have got other films like 
Aquaman 2 and uh, Black Adam and, and those kind of films that very much seem like they're going in the trajectory of staying in this timeline. But, you know, things like Wonder Woman could change things as well because you've got things in the past and, and that kind of stuff. You know, what, what are your guys' thoughts on, you know, the entry to this series, which was the rebirth of DC in many ways, which was Man of Steel? I, um, I My opinion of it has changed over the years. I do like the film. When I first saw it in the cinema, I thought, I came out thinking, wow, that's amazing. But like many films I've seen in the cinema, there's a long drive home where I think about it. Yeah. Particularly if I've gone to see it myself, which I do occasionally. And with Man of Steel, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, some of this doesn't add up. And I've got to the opinion now where watching it as a visual spectacle is incredible. It's a beautiful film. The fight scenes are, are some of the best out there. Yeah. It's when you start to listen to the film that it starts to fall apart for me with the whole you're fated to do this and uh, dictated at birth and it's just okay I, <laughs> I know you're trying to do something different with Superman here but you don't need to do something t- like there's a comic book writer Brian Michael Bendis who's mm. been essentially crucified recently for changing parts of Superman's origin yeah. and yet the film did it without really too much backlash mm. um, but I think it's a good film I think Henry Cavill is a great Superman I think the issue with him is that people writing it need to give him better things to say yeah um he's because the things he's been given he comes across as a bit wooden sometimes yeah. and i think that's more the script than henry cavill because you see him in the witcher say or uh, the man from uncle and he's a good actor yeah but he needs a script to back him up yeah yeah i think you see that in the future films a lot as well uh, what's your feelings on it Jake? uh so man of steel is actually my favorite dc film of this new era okay uh, it's I, I personally believe it's a, it's a masterpiece of, of a comic book film. I, yeah. um, uh, seeing that film in the cinema, I went to go see it four times in the cinema because I was that awestruck with it. Wow. Um, I like the reasons Keller maybe didn't like it. I actually really liked it. I liked the new take that uh, Zack Snyder was going for a Superman. I liked the take that it was a more uh, down to earth. Superman, you could say, a bit more gritty, grounded, obviously following what Nolan had just done in the Dark Knight trilogy. I can understand why Warner Brothers wanted to take that route. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's that he's that type of director. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty much perfect for me anyway. I love the take of the origin story. That whole intro on Krypton was mm. phenomenal, that like you really get to spend time on Krypton. I thought the cast was great. Henry Cavill is a great Superman. I loved Russell Crowe as Jor-El. Yeah. Um, what's it, uh, Kevin Costner as John Kent. Um, yeah. Plenty of fantastic things about this film. Hans Zimmer's score is yeah. still one of the best, uh, for me, comic book movie scores out there. Uh, visually stunning, great action. And for me, the, the first flight sequence in the movie, about halfway through the film when he finally takes his first flight, is just amazing for me. It's yeah. for me that sing that sequence perfectly captures Superman for me. Yeah. So yeah, I I adore this movie with all my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I've been on the Star Wars episode again, isn't it? It's like such like it's like the Last Jedi, like it's such a polarizing film. But yeah, what, what was your fi- like? It's sim- surprising. I remember when we saw Craig, it was that same issue of the car ride home, in which you saw thought about it. We had that when we first saw it. I remember. Yeah, but the the problem was I also came out of the film not liking it sorry sorry guys um for me i find i just found a lot of the film a bit a bit overwhelming i think when it got into the like the heavy action scenes like in the city and you're watching everything get destroyed i think i think there was an element of it that lost me because i think there was like a bit too much destruction i think even though you can have we can have this debate about like whether or not 
the character was Superman at that point. I think there's like an element of, because of the amount of destruction it was, I think a lot of it became not Superman for me. Not to mention the fact that like the relationship with uh, with John Kent was just, just some elements I just didn't enjoy. The fact that you get you get like discussions being uh, like, maybe you should have let a busload of kids drown and just stand like sorry if this sounds flippant but he he also does decide i'm going to i'm going to keep your identity by standing and letting a tornado take me yeah. and there are just elements of like that that just lost me and i also think that like i i respected the narrative structure of kind of going back and forth but i think it was one of those things that i think for overall consistency of just sitting and enjoying the film it was something that just took like took me out of it a bit like i I agree with you. The Krypton stuff is amazing. Is amazing, and even though I'm not a big Russell Crowe fan, I I found him fine. Michael Sh- uh, Michael Shannon as Zod was interesting. Um, I don't really know what to say there apart from this. This is a a weird form of nationalism, which I'm, I'm kind of digging. But yeah, it's. I think like mine, yeah. my feeling is kind of like a mix of everyone's. It's similar in that like like when I came out of it, I was similar in that I was like, oh, I really like that because I loved the Krypton stuff. I thought that they did a lot of really good stuff visually. I thought that the flight scene, like you mentioned, I also thought they did a good job. And I think they do this throughout the films, which I think is a problem, which we can get onto later, which I think is bigger. But I will commend the film that they sold me on Amy Adams as Lois Lane because going into it, I was like, what? She doesn't look at all like Lois Lane. But they do, she is the character in, you know, uh, in the way she portrays her and the way she is in the script. My major problem with it is a problem that I still then get with other films is like the, I just had this niggling thing about the choices they make and I think it's similar when we get to Batman v Superman is whether you're somebody who enjoys, say, Elseworlds stories. I've seen a lot of people say that before. If you enjoy Elseworlds stories, you can see a lot of these films like Elseworlds, Elseworlds stories. Whereas to me, you know, I always felt it was important to, you know, make these characters at least at first, the characters you saw know and love, whereas a lot of people could say, oh, well, we've had that in, you know, the older Superman films. But for me, the fact that, like, Superman snaps somebody, uh, Zod's neck at the end, uh, I think was, I didn't like that choice for the character. Um, I don't mind if they have dark elements to the character, but I just felt that that was just too far. I was like, no, I, I just can't buy him doing that, especially in the situation it was in, in which it was just a bunch of people on the side. I was just like, you could have easily just chucked into the side, gone over, moved them, you know? like You could have just jumped. <laughs> yeah. So that bugged me. Um, and also, like I said, with Craig, it's like the, the destruction part of it, I did feel it was a bit much. I know... Uh, what Zack Snyder was trying to do. I saw, like, seeing, like, interviews in which he's saying he wanted to make it this uh, titanic battle of gods, but I just don't think that is the film to do that. Don't make it your first entry. That is more save that for later kind of thing. But, again, I love some of the visual stuff. I think the Zod is great, and I think uh, the character who's with him, the female... Feora. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I don't think that actress has really been in much else since, no. but she's really good. Um, so there was elements of it that I really liked, um, but yeah, it was just kind of a mixed bag and some things I will say me. one last thing about Man of Steel for me is that um, General Zod, Michael Shannon, he's my favourite thing about that film. Yeah. And to this day, I still think he's been their best villain. Mm. I yeah. think he has, he has had the best uh, motivation yeah. for actually doing what he's doing because with all the others, and we'll get to those in a minute, they all are sort of uh, mustache twirling villains yeah, yeah. while he had a real cause for doing what he was doing he truly f- wanted to just bring his people back yeah do you know what i mean it wasn't really it was horrible the way he was going about it but he didn't really have that intent of yeah 
being a bad guy. And you got the passion of somebody like Michael Shannon. That's why I always loved is I think you had it in the trailers, wasn't it? Where he was like proper screaming and everything like that. And that's what you need like a character like that for. You have it in a lot of other failed comic book properties in which they're just like, I want to see the return of my world. And I'm just going to like sell you on that idea by being really so like placid and calm. And you're like, no, like you, you know, feel it. In you, him. you want to like get those feelings. And like I said, I think that that does mean that he is like one of the one of the best villains that they've had so yeah i i thought it was really strong and and surprised that they haven't really sort of managed to mimic that since um i'm interested then to your feelings on batman v superman based on what you loved about that film actually though so okay so batman v superman i have a a a strange relationship with now when i first saw that film in the cinemas Mm. bearing in mind this was the film i don't think there's been any film i've been most excited for yeah in my entire life you know reading batman and superman my whole life uh, they're my two favorite comic book characters to see them on the big screen together for the first time yeah this is huge for me mm. and after seeing that the first time the first thing i sort of said was huh mm. uh, that was something that was yeah. something uh but for me this movie after seeing the unlim- the ultimate cut yeah which was released on blu-ray and dvd where the editing is different. It's half an hour longer. It fleshes out the story way more. Mm. Watching that, I keep on watching that. And every time I watch it, this movie has become like a fine wine for me. <laughs> right, it has okay. aged really well for me. Uh, and it's, I think it's one of the films I've watched the most out of all of them. I just, it's, for me, it's very rewatchable. Yeah. I just, I liked where Snyder was taking the universe. I, I get it. I totally get it. It's not mm. for everyone. Yeah. Totally understandable. Uh, but I liked where he was doing. I liked they were sort of using Superman as this Jesus sort of character. And he, had, he was, you know, the, uh, it is a mixture of sort of Jesus and Moses, that yeah. sort of story of like the pro- chosen one sent to earth and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, Batman, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I absolutely loved him as Batman. Uh, in that performance in BVS, he is to date my favorite on-screen Batman, mm. like live action yeah. in that single performance because... For me, he really captured the essence of my favorite Batman, which is uh, the Frank Miller Batman from The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Down to you know his performance, the suits, the body language, everything. It was the Batman I've been wanting for. Um, and I really liked the, the themes in that movie that Schneider was really challenging mm. what it meant to be a superhero. Yeah. And I, I totally get it. it's not going to be for everyone, especially when you use that sort of theme with these two heroes yeah the two sort of pillars of of superheroes um but i do have some big issues with the film still um jesse eisenberg while while i uh, look i actually must i actually twirling villains i actually i really like his performance like on purely acting itself acting but it's not lex but it's yes exactly it is not the character yeah. of Lex Luthor. He'd be a he great was, Riddler, I think. That's right. He was yeah. very jokery Riddlery for me. Yeah. Uh, and I just was like, uh, I just can't <laughs> get behind you. Uh, and one thing, like, I'm all for taking things in new directions, but I also still think you should keep the core components of the characters. And one thing that really annoyed me, I'm sure it will annoy you and plenty of other Batman fans, was Batman killing yeah. And not even very subtle about it, straight oh, up yeah. murdering people. Gunning down an entire alley's worth of uh, thugs and then throwing a grenade at one of them, yeah. shooting them and exploding, all sorts of stuff. 
problem is as well, given the fact that his central conflict with Superman is that he's killing people without any cause for the repercussions, and Superman's issue with Batman is you are killing people without any cause yeah. for the repercussions. Like, there's, there's no ideology class apart from I can... I want to kill people. You can't kill yeah, people. That, that, Who the hell do you think you are? That was the main issue for me was that I totally see Bruce Wayne's point of view of seeing this for the first yeah, time and being yeah. like, this guy has to be in... We have to put, control him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really thought this film was going to be a battle of ideologies mm. and what it turned out to be was just Lex behind the, the strings pulling it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's, um, it's something that that film and other ones suffer from is just try and put too many plot elements into it and I think... Admittedly, I've not seen the uh, director's cut or ultimate cut. Um, but I refuse to. Yeah, I think it's just because, like, to me, probably from you saying about it, I'm like, I do need to watch it, but I probably would have to watch the original again to understand the problems to then maybe see the pro- problems that that cut then re- reverses, possibly, because then it's been so long since I watched BVS. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I was the same at the beginning. I thought that they sold that really well, but it was just the rest of the film for me just went into overdrive. It was like I was watching. My reaction wasn't it when I came out of the cinema. I was like, I felt like I just watched a film on fast forward. I was just like, what is going on? Like, and I think, yeah, director's cut could help that because I just wanted them to slow down, take the time with the story. Um, but I just felt that there was just duh, 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 one thing after yeah, another. Yeah, I think and with the director's cut, this film is an example which we'll see in plenty of other uh, yeah. DC films. Uh, a bit of studio interference. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it, Zach initially wanted to release his three-hour cut. Yeah. And they were like, nah, you got to bring it down to DC, two and a half hours. Warner Brothers is just notorious for this. As, and yeah. a lot of people have said that with uh, with these DC films. I do love the idea of it, of, of Batman v Superman as a fine wine. I'm just imagining, like, we have the movie vault, but I'm just imagining some, like, you know, like, distillery somewhere where they're just, like, keeping this bottle. Or the like, film vineyard. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just... Did you ever see that advert where it was, um, uh, what's his name, uh, John Malkovich was like, we've made a film and it was with, uh, what's the guy who did Sin City and... Uh, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, like it was in Robert Rodriguez and uh, John Malkovich made like a film and they, it was like, they were also promoting a type of whiskey at the same time and like, oh, we've made this film that we're going to put in a vault for a hundred years and then we'll, under, you know, like open it up in a hundred years because good whiskey only like you know tastes great after it's been for a hundred years so i don't know if there's actually a film out there but i'm imagining bvs being like <laughs> like people coming across in it's a whiskey years. soaked dvd yeah they're like mm, <laughs> this is really good but yeah like if only we had a way of playing this yeah what what was your feelings on it Come. <sighs> right take mm. your time it's a bit like a fine wine for me but I'm teetotal, so I don't drink. Um, but you I, spat it out. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailers, and I thought, wow, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking the, the big, tough, mechanoid bat suit. I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle the fight. It's kryptonite gas. Oh, God, you could have had something else. But no, you resorted to kryptonite. Uh, I sat... I have seen the film three times. I've seen the original cut twice and the, extent and the ultimate edition okay. I have not seen it again since and I don't particularly want to see it again which is d- bad because these are characters I've grown up reading I should want to see them again mm. I think for me the film's paced a little awkward there's a it's like it's two hours of just who who shot the gun the mystery thing and it's just like it's Lex it's for God's sake it's Lex yeah he's not he introduces the pair of you at some point he's just standing there going mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> staring at both of them oh you've got a strong grip yeah and then the film stops for about five five minutes 
to go, look, there's a guy runs really fast. There's a guy in the water. Yeah. There's a head with oh. a beating heart. It's just... The little logos that Lex yeah. designed as well yeah. for them. Marvel, <laughs> the reason it worked for Marvel is because you spent a film or two yeah. introducing the character, introducing what they what they are, what they're about, what their abilities are, their weaknesses are, their supporting mm. cast. Justice League went, oh my God, we're behind. We need to do this yeah. now. And <laughs> suffered for it because, you, yeah, you see, the, you see someone who doesn't look like the Flash briefly disappeared from CCTV. Yeah. You see Cyborg. Again, I wouldn't have picked Cyborg. No. They had a choice between Cyborg and Green Lantern, both yeah. CGI heavies, and they went with the one that no one really knows. Yeah. My favourite of those, like, you know, archive footage moments was um, Aquaman, because it literally did look like they just woke Jason Momoa that, from, like, a nap. He's like, like what's going on here? What's going on? It looks like... <laughs> yeah, you remember in Jaws where that dummy comes through the hole in the ship? It's like a modern-day version of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good morning. Yeah, yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, the introduction of the Justice League had no impact on the story that they were telling no. in that film. Mm. So I was sort of like, why have you done this? Yeah. Because you could easily take that whole sequence out of the film and the film doesn't change. Yeah. I also find it hilarious that one single musical choice they did throughout the film made me hate Wonder Woman before even seeing her film, which is that stupid guitar riff. You, oh, Every that's time awesome. she Man. I hated it. Do you hate it? Yeah, like it gen like we hate we we watched it and we just genuinely got annoyed every time she came up. It's like, see, I, I like, yeah, I liked it as a, a separate piece of music when I listened to it, but I just find in the film it yeah. just completely like lost me. Oh, That's the thing. I right? love it. They, I'm sorry, they, but I love that. The moment, thing is, yeah. what is actually used in Wonder Woman? They use it a, a, a lot better and they like remix it a bit to the point that like I had, a, I was counting throughout the film how many times it comes up, but it never bothered me then. It was just how it was used in Justice League because it, it was literally just like, yeah. notice her, she will be important. Yeah, Batman v Superman, you mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what... You said Justice League. Oh, so. <laughs> that kind of worm shot. Yeah, but, uh, yeah... It, it, it might as well have been a Justice League film. <laughs> I thought, I did think they introduced true. Wonder Woman well in that movie. Mm. Yeah. I just, like, think, I just didn't think you needed the rest of the members. No, yeah, she was the best introduction in that film. And again, I, I was sold on the character, but again, it was just so much going on in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's... It, it's, it's an interesting one and like you said you've got things like Martha which is still talked about today as well when you were mentioning about um, like the bizarre things as well what was the other thing that popped into my mind the bit that sort of lost me when I watched it was like the um, are you talking let me guess is it the nightmare sequence uh, where he's, in, was, the, where he's uh, in the desert no I, I was just thinking I, that, I was well something that did bother me was um, the, the way that they shoot the like rivalry when like <laughs> he literally is in the Batmobile and then like rolls up and Superman's there and they have that like death stare thing and oh. I'm like really come oh, on I, like, oh, I love that oh, I think it's so goofy yeah. but it's uh, in my head just now I just think of Batman just going hey girl <laughs> striving past Superman like in GTA <laughs> when you pick up a prostitute <laughs> controversial very, very film controversial, yeah, yeah controversial film see if it does uh, you know Go like a fine wine. <laughs> I don't day. think it will. I think that's just me. I think that's just me. Um, that is a beautiful optimist term. It's like maybe people like it later down the line, and people like. Thing is, like the thing with that film, as we've all been saying, it is very convoluted. Yeah, that film. Exactly, there's yeah. a lot going on in that film. Uh, like this is not an excuse. I think multiple viewings does help yeah. the film because you're starting to piece things together. Mm. But at the same time, I get it that you should you should make it understandable on your first go. Yeah. So I get it. That, yeah, that. and it's the whole thing of like you've, they've had it with Star Wars. Like you shouldn't need a book or comic to tell you these things and that kind of thing as well. <laughs> um, 
so I would like to say that, like, you know, usually you could be like, well, you know, it got better, like, you know, or like, you know, we won't have, like, the next one will be, but then the next one was Suicide Squad. <laughs> Ooh. So, you know, like, you could just go on to this, like, one controversial to Who another. Who wants to start on this yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> go on, Craig, start off on a Suicide Craig loves it. So remember what I said earlier about character introductions? Well, this film opts for... We're just going to give you biographies quite at the beginning. We're just going to show you like an info the card. And list it. down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so but not for them. all of them, though. No, not for all of them. Just for the significant ones yeah. and then a little bit on like laser ones. And then they go, right, I think we've had enough we of that to, now. Yeah. We're now going to get onto the story, which is paper thin and also self completely self-convoluted. Because when you think about it, uh, uh, Amanda Waller brings these people together because she wants to protect them from a threat. The threats they end up protecting the world from is one of their own members, aka a threat that wouldn't have been there had it not been for Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And she's there like, I told you we needed these guys. Like, no, 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 no. Screw off. This is your fault. Just was, suffer for it. And on, just, on the note of like the introductions, biographies is also like they don't do it for every member. It's just like, oh, why don't they do it for Slipknot? Uh, oh, oh, okay, he's dead. <laughs> like, his defining just, characteristic is he likes ropes and punching women. Yeah, and like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just came out of car. See, the thing is, it. when you put it like that, there's definitely like a very sexual undertone to that. But I, I don't think that's what it's like. Um, <laughs> but anyway, because he's, he's in he's in all the sort of the uh, act. I can't remember his name. Thought me head and because he, he left such an amazing impression. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's in all the sort of group shots and, and he's like yeah. signing shirts and stuff. And he, he turns up, a very neat, big, strong Native American looking guy. And he's like, uh, "What do you do? I like knots." Yeah. He does one thing uh, and tries to escape, and then his head blows up. And then they just leave his body strewn in the street for, yeah. I assume, someone else the next day to, to clean up. Well, we're saying about the Birds of Prey history, like, um, like have you guys, obviously they change up the team quite a bit from the original lineup and mm-hmm. stuff as well. So, you know, what, what, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Or like, you know, the, the, the lineup of Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it made sense to, at the time, current Suicide Squad in the comics. Uh, yeah. It was within the new 52 that they brought in Harley Quinn to the Suicide, the suicide yeah. Squad. That made it very popular and they were like, uh, then they did an animated film called Assault on Arkham. I yeah. love that film. It's a great, which I think that's what the Suicide Squad film should have been like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so they thought, yeah, let's ma- let's make a movie. And Deadshots is primarily always in the Suicide Squad, the same as Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Apart from that, you know, I'm fine with them just bringing in new characters, killing them, and in the next movie we got a whole new cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is the whole sort of point of the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. At the yeah. moment, the current lineup is. Captain Cold, a Flash villain. That's about it. Because yeah. all the others have died. Oh, the original, right. the very original lineup, because it is a DC-owned property. The very earliest lineup is—is is, it's a group of soldiers, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. The, John. A, original Rick Flag was just the, like the Howling Commandos for Marvel. It was just a group of soldiers. Wasn't um, Killer Croc like a changeover for the shark? Was King it? Shark? King Shark. Yeah. So like, was that that was? Yes. Yeah, you you need that. to have one animal-based mm, thing yeah. on the team. I do think. But did the are... movie change? Was that the movie that changed that? And then he's been in the comics since. Um, was... Assault on Arkham had uh, Killer Croc. Oh, Killer Croc. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's also uh, on Suicide Squad in the Injustice storyline. Oh, okay, or at least right. he has the bomb in his neck. I do believe we are getting King Shark in the James Gunn. Yeah, I think uh, Suicide yeah. Squad. It's possible that's John Cena. Yes, I've heard it could be man. Yeah. If you want a great uh, joke about the Suicide Squad film, then it's the Lego Batman film where at the beginning, yes. like, yeah. Killer Croc is like, I did something. <laughs> that, that's oh, yeah, great. Yeah, because he made much of it, so much of an impact. 
oh, this is my domain, and then immediately gets choked out by three goons underwater. Yeah. It's that weird waddle as well into the water. It's yeah. Just... There's loads of problems with that. And, like, uh, you know, like, I enjoyed um, Enchantress as a character, and I thought it was really cool. I, I even liked the way that Kara Delavine played her. I thought it was, like, quite cool with the visual effects, with, like, the hand thing when she, like, awoke her. Um, and I even thought, like, the weird dancing thing to an effect in a better film might have worked somewhat. It was weird, but I thought it was, like, okay, that's your choice, go for it. It was kind of goofy and funny, but I thought it could have worked had they had the time to explore why she was such a good villain, etc. But It's weird, because they yeah. get the Enchantress pretty much spot on as an adaptation. Yeah. Just don't do anything with her. Yeah, exactly, yeah. that's the thing. I think the, the whole this whole movie falls with that character, I think. Yeah. Uh, to build her up. I think the whole third act is atrocious. Yeah. I think it's just your typical, there's a floating thing in the sky, we have to destroy it yeah. sort of thing. So have you seen Independence Day? Yeah, it's, it's, and I just, I didn't like Cara Delevingne at all. Oh, okay, yeah. I did, no. did, did not, I don't really care for her as an actress in general. Yeah. Uh, and then just for me, the whole, the editing of this movie was just, what am I watching? Yeah. And it felt, honestly felt like I was watching a music video. Yeah. Well, which is not surprising considering that this film was completely recut yeah. uh, by a trailer park company. Yeah, exactly. After the success of the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, yeah. it sort of, Warner Brothers sort of turned around and go, let's make this film. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I, I always like uh, the Grace Randolph on YouTube's description of it, of Snapchat the movie, because it is yeah. literally just like, you know, boom, 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 like all these little, like, like say, graphics and stuff like that. I think um, the biggest issue I had as well with it was the Joker Harley stuff, um, which, like I said, <laughs> you, you guys probably have similar feelings on, so uh, let's let you get into uh, it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Apart from the performance, but even just the way the story goes, I just don't like that whole like oh he's saving no. his girlfriend thing. And me and Craig have. Like, I think it's morally reprehensible that the first time that the Joker Harley relationship is brought to a vast amount of people, it is portrayed in a way in which the Joker is genuinely loving of Harley Quinn. I think that is morally reprehensible, yeah. and I hate it so much. Yeah. You do get a, an, a slight hint that it's not that when he leaves her in the car in the water, but. He spends the rest of the film trying to get her back, and then if you which doesn't know, make any sense, yeah, if you know the history, it's like he's going through all this just for his punching bag. Yeah, and the director, I think, even said, or the writer said, that he sees now that yeah, it would have made sense for the Joker to be the bigger yeah, villain David in the film. But when you're watching it, it sets it up so much, and you're like, when he's getting the, he goes to the place where they put the implants in, you're like, oh wow, this is amazing, and then you see that like he's just saving Harley, and you're like, oh. So that makes it even worse for that moment that you think, oh, he's just saving his girlfriend, which is not only wrong to the character, but also just ex- makes Joker just yeah. lose so many points in the fact that you know he hasn't been behind anything. Throughout yeah. the also, just weak- also just weakens one of the dynamics I love about the Suicide Squad is that because of the situation they're in, they become a team, right? When That's a, the feeling you never get in the film itself. Like, they they have, like, the what the one bar bonding session, and they just... They decide. all reluctantly follow Rick Flagg. Yeah. And they're all just like, all right, let's go save the world. Also, I think that's massively weakened when Harley Quinn literally has in the back of her head is like, oh, yeah, uh, my, my pudding is going to come... Come save me. Come yeah. and save me. Oh, he actually has, as opposed to in other iterations where it's like, oh, no, he, like, I... I, I I'm done with him now. Like, get me away from... And, just- and the problem as well, which is, like, going on from what you said earlier about how the problem comes about from Amanda Waller, but it's also where you get other films and they have this in the MCU, like, oh, well, why wouldn't that person turn up? Or why wouldn't this happen? And stuff like that. But I think there is a level of... Well, obviously, 
it's that character's film, so you're not going to have them turn up. But there is an element of believability that in, say, Winter Soldier, you know, other Avengers wouldn't have turned up because of what was happening because it's in Washington or whatever. (laughs) But in this film, I find it very hard to believe nobody would have turned up in the world to, like, this massive disaster going on in the city. What do you mean, Batman 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 in the movie? Batman gets a hot tip that Deadshot's going to be in an alley at a certain time on that day. Yeah. And then they have a sort of fight. But to me, isn't that the point of the Suicide Squad to take on the missions that, like, you know, nobody else will like that assault in Arkham, like going into a prison or something. Why yeah. did they have to save the world kind the, of thing? It's like, yeah, that's it's, not it's their not, point. It's not their thing, no. Their remit yeah. is normally missions that are suicide missions. That yeah. They don't, if they if they succeed, they're going to die on the next one. Yeah. Um, my problem with that is that Deadshot's been the leader mm. for a long time. Yeah. And even when he's not the leader, it's not because he's dead, it's just because he's out of action for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any film where we have Will Smith saying, "Oh, we're some sort of Suicide Squad." <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Yeah, thing is, we get it. I know that was well. that was the biggest fear I had going into this movie was Will Smith. Yeah, because like a lot of people, I was sort of I think, is this just going to be the Will Smith show? I know, yeah. But in all honesty, he for me he played the character well. He yeah. didn't s- steal the show like most Will film Will Smith films would. Yeah, yeah. And I would say the one redeeming quality I have about this film is yeah. that I think overall the cast is well done. Yeah. And I think the chemistry between the cast is really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Yeah. Say what you will about how her character's written, but she is old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is a great, great performance, definitely. It's just... Left just the writing, the script, yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed like Al Diablo as well. I thought that he was quite mm-hmm. well done. You know, I think the the sequence where he saw puts like the saw woman dancing with flames. I thought that was quite cool. Um, we'll go on to some like happier film now. So we go to Wonder Woman, which is like a sort ah. of a beacon of light in this situation in which we're talking about. Insert Gordon Ramsay meme where he goes to last. <laughs> finally, some good yeah, uh, yeah. films. Uh, Callum, what's your feelings on Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's great. It's fantastic. It's a breath of fresh air. It's colourful. Yeah. Despite the fact it's set in World War One, her costume is colourful, which yeah. is utterly bewildering to me, considering mm. we've just had a Superman where his costume is sort of watered down in the colours. It's not the bright blue, the bright red. There is a bit yeah. of yellow in there. Um, and it's nice to have, because, like, she's naive, but she's also mm. like, I want to I help the world. Yeah. Whereas you don't, you kind of get that for Superman through his actions, but not yeah. through what he says. And Batman just basically just wants to brutalize criminals from what you get from his actions. But Wonder yeah. Woman is it's a breath of fresh air. I, I'm not a Chris Pine fan. I despise Chris Pine, in fact. But I think he's in, he's good in this film. He's enjoyable. He's not the charisma vacuum I normally think him to be. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Mm. Um, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, however you say it, yeah. um, has really good acting chops considering yeah. she's not from an acting background. Yeah. Um, the action scenes are good. They're creative with the whip. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the lasso. Um, I think they do, they do a better job of putting a team together quickly than mm. Justice League does. Yeah. And you get literally, he's chief, he's Scottish, he's short. Yeah. That's all you get. But you don't feel like the film is about, like, it doesn't dominate them. It's just an element of the story, mm. which I think is good as well. Yeah, they, um, they are, you, they are support. They've got big personalities, but they are still a supporting cast. Yeah. Um, I, one of the weak points, I think, is the villain. Yeah. Um, in that you spend the whole thing thinking Ares, Ares, the god of war, this yeah. big, strong, like he's supposed to be like seven foot four, seven foot five yeah. in the comics, who thrives with this most powerful of conflict. Yeah. And here he is just going, you might, you might want to um, use this formula for the poison. Yeah. And then it's like he's getting off on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he's just a skinny dude. 
Yeah, David Who can Lewis. Fly. David Lewis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did love in that how um, you just went the most sudden change. Like, I'm not a Chris Pine fan. Actually, I despise the man. I just <laughs> remembered halfway through, I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> it was just like, wow, what a change there. Um, but, yeah, well, what's, what's your guys' thoughts on it, Jake? Uh, yeah, I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think most people love Wonder Woman. Yeah. I think it's the one film on DC that everybody can go, ah, yeah, this one's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Patty Jenkins uh, directs the hell of that movie. Yeah. What a what a great job she did. Yeah. Uh, and she's always wanted to do Wonder Woman. You can sort of see it yeah. I- I- in her. Uh, Gal Gadot is perfect yeah. as this character. I think she really represents the kindness and empathy uh, mm. and naivety uh, as she's shown in the movie. But, mm. you know, the themes in this movie, for me, are really, really powerful. Chris Pine is great in it. Yeah. I thought he brought. The I love Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm so so with Chris Pine. Yeah. He's not like one of my favorite actors, but I thought he brought the comedic beats in at the yeah. right times for this movie. He um, works in the film because Gal Gadot is so unknowing to the world, and he does that exactly. Kind of it's very well much and, yeah. a fish out of water yeah. type of story, which I really liked. Uh, and f- the best moment of the movie for me, very similar to how I feel about Superman's first flight, Man of Steel, yeah. is, of course, the No Man's Land sequence. That is absolutely amazing, Where she yeah. just comes out and, you know, blasts those bullets and then goes into the town. That whole action sequence is perfect yeah. for me. It is just fantastic. Uh, but uh, like yourself, the where this film lets me down is the third act yeah. and the villain. Yeah. Uh, this is why Man of Steel for me just pips Wonder Woman because it had the villain for me just had a bit more depth. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So yeah, very much the same as you. I was disappointed with what they did with Ares. Yeah. It's a bit of a sort of difficult because Wonder Woman doesn't have a lot of villains that the broad population are going to know. No. Yeah. And as a comic book fan, there's not a lot in there that I would think that's a good, like they are doing Cheetah and yeah. Gilbert Godfrey in the next one. Uh, Maxwell no, Lord. Maxwell Lord, sorry. Yeah, yeah get the two confused. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, Maxwell yes. Lord is is a Justice League villain because you kind of have to because the only other yeah. thing I can think of is Giganta, who's yeah. just a big woman. Yeah. And that's, apart from maybe going for Hades. Yeah. That's about the only oh, thing I can think of. One of the animated films lately, was it? She got Swan or something? And I'm like, what? And it's like oh, a, the like, new Bloodlines one. Bloodlines, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I, I'm pretty sure when you see her, like, flying around, she's there with claws and, like, steel wings. I'm like, that doesn't say Swan to me, <laughs> but... Yeah, it seemed a strange choice. Don't know, have you ever been chased by a swan? I've seen swans with me. Here is why I, I absolutely hate the eerie stuff, because I think the way they were building up to it at first would have been actually perfect and even more refreshing, to the point that I would consider Wonder Woman one of my favourite superhero films of all time. Throughout the film, they make it incredibly thematically important, the idea that she believes that Ares, the god of war, is behind, is physically behind everything, every evil action is going on in the world. And she's constantly being told, like, no, 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 it's the idea of, like, man. They have these evil uh, evil ways and just, uh, like, the ways in which they go about it. They're basically doing it uh, doing it all themselves. And to the point when you get to the, uh, to the end of the film where she believes she has killed, like, the embodiment of Ares, but then, like, nothing happens, the war is still ongoing. I thought it would have been incredibly, like, poignant moment to continue with that sort of theme she has to come to the realization that humanity like has these problems and has to address it to then find out that Ares is just there and then she's able to have them yeah. punch up with him I think it's incredibly stupid yeah. it's just like it's also a, a little contradictory towards herself because it's like now she's at the end of the film she vanquishes the source of her yeah. Yeah. that doesn't explain World War 2 happening yeah. then does it yeah well, that's I, the I thing just, Craig said, like, oh, you know I have this rank we, coming. But I we, always forget, like, your point on that. But every time you say it, I'm like, yeah, good point. Oh, my God. Like, I much would have preferred that. So it, it's kudos to that, that uh, yeah, point. Yeah, because, like, that's the, that's the thing as well. Because, like, because I think it would have been 
great to have a superhero film where there isn't necessarily a villain but just the concept of a larger villain ongoing hell even if you just want to have Ares there and he's only the skinny guy and he doesn't turn into like the the CGI monstrosity giant he does in the end I think it would also be fine if it's a case of I'm not a warrior like I'm not a warrior I'm just the influencer but instead it's like no they try and have it both ways and I just think I just think that becomes a mess yeah. that's the only thing that bothers me about Wonder Woman everything else I think I think is great um, all the all the uh, positives I agree with. I'm ready for some justice. Yeah, let's, let's go for some JL. Yeah, let's keep let's um, keep it consistent. Okay, this movie is a Frankenstein of a movie. Like it is just, it's not Zack Snyder's movie. It's not Joss Whedon's movie. Hell, I don't even think it's Warner Brothers movie. It just seems like there's so much interference with this movie, and everybody's got a different take and vision on it that it's just a complete mess. It just falls apart at every single spot in the movie. The only thing I would say that's great great about this movie is I do like, again, the cast. I think the chemistry between all the characters works really well whether when they're actually battling and, you know, they're throwing jokes around and stuff. I do like some of it. Some of it was a bit, uh, a bit cringy, but some yeah. of it was also really good. But it's just... I feel really, I feel really sorry for Zack Schneider because yeah. I think he was given like, okay, he tried to execute his vision. His vision didn't work for everyone. That's fair enough. That's more of a matter of taste. But the way this was all handled, firing, firing him, and then using the death of his daughter as a cover up uh, in, instead of saying we fired him, but he's actually departing. It's yeah. It was really poorly handled, I think. Um, all the reshoots that happened, you know, the movie should have been delayed. Yeah. Uh, but Warner Brothers executives were like, no, this movie has to come out by the end of the year so we can get our annual bonuses. Yeah. And it's it, this movie was made for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think this movie was purely a cash grab. It was Warner Brothers saying. Look what Marvel's doing. We need to get to that point and fast. Yeah. And when you do that, this is the this yeah. is the, the, the the reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the biggest like I said I'd I'd, I'd go on, I'll go on to what I was gonna say uh, later about why I think they could make this film work on its own. But again, it would be a completely different movie. But I think that aspect of it when you watch it, I was watching it again the other day. It's just like the Joss Whedon thing is a, the complete wrong move to do. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, thank God. It's like no, this is like the rival company hiring the guy who did your rival project that just doesn't make any sense uh, at it's all. not just that it's yeah. a rival well not rival but a completely different type of filmmaker yeah. to the one you already had yeah it's, do you know what I mean? it's like, just bizarre and yeah so I, I and that's where like you said it makes it a Frankenstein of a movie uh, Callum what, what, what's your thoughts I think Justice League is a hot mess yeah it's a watchable hot mess yeah um, there is that I have the same thing with the Dark Knight Rises is that that almost an audible clunk mm. where the colour palette changes from blues and greys to, to orange. Yeah. And you see that between one trailer and another. Um, the cast, mixed bag for me. I don't think Ezra Miller is a good suit as, suit as Flash, as Barry Allen. Yeah. As Wally West, I said this before, He's, I think he's a better fit as a more light-hearted and more quirky. Mm. But Barry Allen, as this is as a bit more tragic, where his mum's dead and his father's in prison for her murder... You wouldn't be so quirky in that situation where you still want to get your father out of prison. Yeah, I think um, is it Ray Ray Fisher, yes, the guy plays yeah. Cyborg. He's yeah. trying his, his hardest, love him, but he's playing a character that no one cares about. Yeah, I don't care about Cyborg. I don't want to see him in his own film. 
I've always felt that like Cyborg in the Just League to me just doesn't make any sense and yeah. I don't know why they go is, is everyone on the same page with that do you agree yeah Jay? I think yeah. I th- for me he's always been a Titans character yeah but they've done it yeah because yeah, he's a part of the new 52 and they do yes. it all the animated films and I'm always like so I can't even like throw you know stick at the film just for doing it yeah. because they do it everywhere and I'm like I don't it, get this so. I don't I don't mind it so much in Justice League but to give him his own film like I'm going to turn to my other comic book counterpart here and say yeah. do you know any cyborg villains no because he hasn't got any <laughs> got I can think of one and it's a cop out <laughs> it's the Earth 3 version of cyborg Grid and that's yeah, just that's cyborg, a bit of, that's a bit evil anti, cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I can think the of. Anti-cyborg. Other, yeah. other than going to the Titans, which they sort of tried to do with Deathstroke at the end of Justice League, but I think they've sort of dropped that off now because he was supposed to be the original Batman villain for the film. They've sort of dropped that now, and Titans have done it in this TV series. Um, yes, yeah, if you're going to stop making a film halfway through mm. and then have a new director come in, don't pick someone who's like a completely different style. If you're going to do that, start again. Yeah. Have Joss Whedon do the whole thing or yeah. wait until Zack Snyder's ready or have someone Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder str- have Robert Rodriguez in. They yeah. trust each other. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I would quite like to see Robert Rodriguez final battle in Justice League. Yeah. Speaking of the final battle, again, the villain. I understand you can't jump straight to the big bad. But you could have done something better than Steppenwolf and his weird sort of chin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I understand. You, you want a new god. You want something from Apocalypse. It's like Thanos has that recognisable chin. We need a recognisable chin too. <laughs> he just looked like a video game character to me. Yeah. 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 He really did. Yeah. Like, the and CGI was awful. It's right. weird because the new gods in the comics are supposed to be like Superman, except without the yellow sun. Yeah. To have Superman suddenly show up and then that first punch where he's just like, I'm going to move slowly around his fist. So like these are supposed to be beings that can hurt him. Yeah. Like Orion, who is the son of Darkseid, has given Superman a bloody nose, broken bones. He's arguably stronger than Superman, mm. and he's won fights. Yeah. So, and this is supposed to be his uncle, so yeah. older, more experienced, more stronger. And yeah. he is getting beaten up by Aquaman, yeah. who just sticks a fork in his arm. The biggest problem, I think, at the end of that film as well is that you don't actually get like a unified fight. The thing that no. Avengers does yeah. so well is that they have them go off and fight separately but then they also unite yeah. to fight the villain and you have that great you know like there's that one shot they do where they're so working together you have the revolve shot but the there's shot through the city yeah. yeah there's very few times yeah. in which you actually see the Justice League fighting together but also don't. Play, playing off their own strengths like, it's, it's never playing off a group shot there's, there's no. the bit where the Flash pushes the sword yeah that's great there's, yeah, and the final fight is Aquaman and Wonder Woman basically taking turns Distract, to get punched by the villain him, yeah. Superman like, coming in late Flash just zipping round a Batman on a ledge shooting things just getting which thrown again, around yeah. Yeah, which again is is weird because one he's holding a gun mm. and two he's just he's shown earlier on he can't fight one parademon yeah it's just, it's a struggle yeah. and yet he has the highest kill count uh, of all of them I think at the right. end of it because he's just he's essentially doing a call of duty strategy I'm gonna camp Batman. I'm gonna camp yeah. in the corner and just shoot them as they spawn yeah they did a good job of like you know at least trying to maybe rectify the BVS or like shooting stuff where he still uses grappling hook a bit more and he swings in and kicks them and stuff but but yeah they still then go I still need a gun it's like right okay well like I said I'm pretty sure there's other video games and comics in which he still held his own without a gun but you know yeah it's just an utterly ridiculous circumstance I mean I felt like I haven't seen it in a while I, I think at the time I saw it like I found it I found it better 
than a lot of the films I already mentioned having problems with because at least I was able to get through elements of it being like yeah I can I can understand this this is this is a mess but as Kellen said I I found it more watchable than like a lot of the other films like I just think at times as well because of the change in color palette it's often like a very ugly film and it's just for something I think should be you know a very grand cinematic experience you know the idea you're having like a lot of these legendary heroes coming together you expect something quite glorious in terms of the cinematography like when they have a lot of their end battle in this like really orangey environment which is clearly meant to be dark yeah and it just isn't it just looks hideous and that's like, where do we want our final fight do we want it in like New York in the bright sun no we want it in Chernobyl yeah in the afternoon focus around a family that nobody cares about yeah, yeah like the, oh yeah. The, the running of that flaming pickup truck yeah just, just, although uh, I, I can't decide what's what's more ugly the, uh, the general environment of the last battle or the CGI job on Henry Cavill's uh, <laughs> lip yeah that, that's <laughs> hilarious oh my god but the fact that the thing that made me laugh when I was rewatching that is the cyborg has this like, do you think you can find like where he is from the boxes because you're connected to them? If I go deep enough, if you go deep enough, we'll rescue. He's like, I'll do it. And they like guess the grid thing, and they're like, we think we know where he is. He's in Russia. I'm like, wouldn't the like clue be like the m- massive news story about the massive storm and like changing atmosphere yeah. of yeah. an entire continent? Be a clue as to where they are. He's um he's a crux in the story and yet doesn't work at the same time because it's like. He has that bit where uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the box. It's like uh, use the internet, mate. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a bit where he's. He needs to learn from Ultron yeah. in. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, it might take over your systems, and he's like, I'm worried about that. And then there's the bit where he, he sort of shoots at Superman. You think, oh no, he's taken over. And it's, it's like, no, it's just my self-defense protein uh, protocols. It's like, yeah. For what? He hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, I, I think like oh, as, I still I still have such an issue with like. The fact that the first conversation that like Superman and Cyborg have after the entire resurrection fight thing is the rolling around on the floor oh, yeah. being like, I can feel my like, toes. I, I, I take it back. I I, I want to die. I can't take this. Like I can feel my toes. Yeah, and I'm just they laugh, I'm just right, laughing yeah. like, ha, 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 you are not friends. Why are you having such a friendly exchange yeah. with each other? I think stop lying to yourselves. What you brought up with the visual thing, I, I think as well, is like an example as to like where the film does really work, I think is maybe where you get more of the Snyder stuff, is the like when uh, Wonder Woman goes to meet Cyborg and they, they got like the really nice dramatic darks of the like yeah. street they're in. You have at the beginning where Batman's trying to sort of find, find the Parademon. They have quite a nice look at Gotham City. Mm-hmm. City it's which both is quite Gotham, that's ne- why. It's yeah, a, it's like neon It's a colour palette that suits it. Dark, it's gritty, it's raining. Yeah. Um, and they have that quite a lot throughout the film. But like I said, then it's like, you know, then they have awful like moments, which then like uh, don't do it well. And I think to me, my biggest issue with the film and where I think it, I think the start of it is fine. And I think even the end of it is somewhat possible. But I think the biggest problem I have with it is the whole, and you know, this is partly because of what Snyder set up and a part of BVS I, I really didn't like was the death of Superman thing. I'm like, if you're going to tell the Justice League film, why are you also trying to shoehorn in the death, death of Superman? And like, because that means the entire middle of that film there needs to be like resurrecting Superman, having Lois come back together with Superman, having like his mum be involved. And like, when you see like, uh, like they recently did the Death Superman animated film. You're like, yes, this story has time to like work on its own, not be like a side thing to like another storyline. And it also takes away from the angle of like uniting the team, because again, I just can't buy that whole idea of like let's unite the, the Justice League without Superman being there for like 
three quarters of the story. It's just like it just doesn't seem right it's, to me. Um, it's a Warner Brothers marketing team that have gone, oh, you see this BuzzFeed article when the most recognisable logo is Superman. We need to put him in the film now. Yeah. And how quickly they dropped the Unite the Seven bit when yeah. it's like I six. Of, that, yeah. It's like Unite the Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Um, guys? Yeah. Have you hired a toddler? Can't count. But that's why, in my mind, again, it it's just depends on, like, you know, what you grew up with. But I think that's why they could have made a, a Justice League film work on its own. Because, to me, I watched the Justice League cartoon Same. with no knowledge of barely any of those characters apart from Batman, really, and maybe and Superman. True. The opening episode of the animated series just, just throws fantastic. them together. Yeah, and, like, they, so they could have done that in a film. And that's why I would have loved to have seen Martian Manhunter and uh, Green Lantern. Maybe Hawkgirl, yeah, they could have, like, left her out of it. Um, she's not essential to the to the league. They just How down the cartoon. How dare you, David? No, but they could bring her in later i'm just saying if you wanted to keep it a more contained cast but i still think they'll still swap her off a cyborg (laughs) yeah (laughs) is there a female cyborg (laughs) Um, cyborg yeah yeah so i think that's what i wanted my just league to be is the proper like you know martian manhunter green lantern and because then that brings in the element of seeing these different superpowers working together seeing very visually different things happening not just that guy's punching him that woman's also punching him that guy's punching him but punching him at super speed it's just you know it doesn't work i mean i did love i did love the flash like slow-mo stuff um that was cool just Mm. yeah i I, don't know, I thought it was fine, and like I thought it at least made Superman intimidating when like he's running around and he actually keeps up with him. Mm. It's interesting, and they do the lightning thing to make it different. But again, I felt that we had just seen it so much with other speedster yeah. characters. I wanted to see again in the cartoons. He's just zooming around everywhere. I don't yeah. want to see because every time you do see him, he is slowed down. There's very little times you actually see him speeding around and everyone else. Yeah, I get, I get that. But if I have to look for positives from the film, <laughs> I would have preferred because. Marvel's version of Quicksilver I quite like where it's just a silhouette it's like almost like his molecules are pulling away from him so you see an after image of him and he's like it looks like 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 liquid coming off his suit rather than because the Flash's speed is to do with the lightning lightning comes off him Yeah, but we've seen like we've seen Quicksilver and X-Men films do the exact same thing where everything's just stopped and he's just like just gonna push this just gonna push that I've Super speed is difficult to translate the film. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the, the TV show does it as a, a yellow lightning, doesn't it? Yeah. So but it, 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 again, the TV show does it, where it has that very obvious green screen thing where his, his upper body's doing all the work and you can't see his feet because his feet are just got. Yeah. Like but I'm I, waving I think, my fingers really quickly like a blur. It just th- doesn't translate very well. I think it's really important to make him visually distinct, though, and that's why I would have gone with the yellow lightning because to me that is flash. Like if you're doing the blue, it's like you've already seen that with Quicksilver, etc. Yeah. Um, Jake, what, what, what was your Well, point? Uh, final note on this. Uh, I'd like to address the elephant in the room about this film. I think we're all thinking about it. Mm. Is release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I was going to say, mm. like, especially as somebody who enjoyed yeah. the director's um, cut of. Uh, what are all your thoughts about that? scenario i i think it gets clouded by the actual demand thing for me like as much as like i would be interested in seeing it it does like you know those things where you're like i would love to see that but then so many people keep harping on about it it does bring me down a bit i'm like because it takes away from the actual snyder cut it just becomes about people demanding it and then that just annoys me because i'm like stop demanding things like because it comes again with my issue of when fans are like this is why Hollywood should listen to us because we know best kind of thing and and that bugs me and like and I think in the example of like the X-Men films like Dark Phoenix I think they would have been best to just leave that die kind of thing whereas like people might have been for years and years going release Dark Phoenix release Dark Phoenix but I think that's an example of where it would have been better to let it go and we'll see with, with New Mutants whether that's the case as well like I kind of feel that those two films could have easily been shoved aside so but at the same time, I think, again, it, it's, 
you it, you do want to see how he wanted this vision to come across because they did treat him so badly and just oh just bring in Joss Whedon and completely change your film I, I, I do want to see it I think it's just that people demand it so much I kind of get tired of it kind of thing but yeah what, what's your guys thoughts on it I I don't want to see it I think it's that point where with so many like everything DC mm. when something happens on TV shows animated things release the Snyder Cut is the yeah. automatic reply Yeah, mm-hmm. it's to the point where if it comes out and people don't like it it's yeah. their fault at this point it's, it's, yeah. they're over hyping it themselves mm-hmm. When they do justice, if they ever do justice League again, start fresh. Yeah. Take the what? Take Wonder Woman. Take Shazam. Take Aquaman. They work. Yeah. Take them, but change everything else because it didn't work mm. the first time around. I think the fact the fans want to see the Snyder Cut is is fantastic. I guess, mm. but I think they they're hyping it out as this holy grail, mm. which they got to remember a lot of fat a lot of these same fans didn't enjoy Batman versus Superman, didn't enjoy Man of Steel. Yeah. Do they really want to see? another version of that because they won't be impressed with it because they didn't like the first two and I I always think of uh, the road cut of that X-Men Days Future Past where you just watch it and go that was cool but it didn't add anything to the film so did I really need it kind of thing it's it's that as well yeah I'm very similar thinking of that like I would like to see it yeah especially being a Zack Schneider fan I would like to see what his completed well I say completed yeah uh, because he originally wanted to do five movies Mm. They cut him down to three, and then they messed up the third one. So I still don't think his vision would have been completed the way he wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, And at the end of the day, if they do, let's say they release it, is it going to change anything? Yeah. Not really. DC is still just going to keep on moving forward with what they're doing. Mm. If they do release it, I think it would be a similar situation to like the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. In like 10, 15 years time, they might go, yeah, there it is. Yeah. And, but I don't think they are going to do that because it's an unfinished cut. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to take millions of dollars for mm. the visual effects alone for that film to be finished. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Have you got any sort of thoughts on it, Craig? Is it just similar? I or? just don't care. <laughs> um, Fair point. That's just to, <laughs> to wrap it up then, guys, uh, we'll sort of combine Aquaman and Shazam uh, together. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on these? Do you have a favourite of the two? Do you think that they're completely different? Uh, you know, or, what, what are your sort of I feelings on I prefer Shazam to Aquaman. I also prefer Shazam. Uh, I, mean. I do like Aquaman, though. Yeah, um, I do not. <laughs> I think uh, Aquaman... Should we just have, like, you know, Craig and, like... Do how do you feel about this bit? Do not. I don't. I do. Uh, how do you feel about this bit? I do. I do not. <laughs> uh, no, with, with, uh, with Aquaman, it was... Very, I thought it was a fun... Where do you come down on Julie Andrews' sea monster? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Aquaman. Yeah. Jason Momoa, I thought he was fantastic in the lead. Yeah. He is the best thing about the film for me. He really has that film and takes you on this journey. It's absolutely bonkers, this movie. Yeah. It's... Like, it is it, that James Wan has literally gone, what can we do and let's let's just make it... Yeah. You know, octopus is playing drums and... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's absolutely bonkers. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, but the entire time I'm watching this, I've got this big smile on my face. Yeah, because it's so absolutely bonkers, and mm. and, and I love it for that. I think CGI wise, water is incredibly diff- difficult to do with CGI. Yeah, still wasn't great, but it's better than what we saw in Justice League. Yeah, um, but overall the film was a bit cheesy. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but Shazam. The reason I preferred Shazam over Aquaman is that it had a lot more heart, yeah. Shazam, than Aquaman did. You know, it, the, the theme of family mm. was really prominent in this movie. Uh, Zachary Levi 
is amazing as the character, and I was laughing the, the entire way through. Yeah, I think definitely DC's funniest film. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and I, I think they got something there with mm. this cast yeah. um, and this premise, and it's almost like a, a PG thirteen Deadpool. Yeah, for, for DC. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm a fan of both those movies, but I prefer Shazam. Yeah, I think they're both visually like really interesting, really great. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, it's, Aquaman has such silly, silly moments, and it's actually the longest I think of. Uh, I am checked recently because I think Justice League was like two hours, Shazam was about two hours, and Aquaman was like two hours and twenty minutes, and they cram a lot into that movie. And and yeah, it's like the moment he comes out of the sea to Pitbull and <laughs> you know Africa. <laughs> that's yeah. the bit that just lost me. I was just like, I right, I was like, okay, you know, like this is a bit silly. I'm not sure if you're rushing the story. Let's see how this goes. As soon as that happened, I was like, happened. I was like, right, you're not taking this seriously. But but again, I think you know when you look at like Patty Jenkins and you know I I could be like James Wan still had a vision. And I still respect what he was doing, and he's very much like he made it its own. He made it very cinematic. He didn't just make a a bland by the books film, which you can have with other you know comic book things. So I do respect it, but yeah, I think it it was just again it had that Batman v Superman thing of like just too much happening, too much thrown in. I know that they felt that they were like we might never get this chance again because it's such a bizarre character, but at the same time, I was just like did you really need to introduce all seven kingdoms of the sea or whatever and not have like any of them like it you know explained at all like because i spent the film being like oh i'm really interested by this mythology and then they just rush through all the way i was like oh i kind of wanted to know about these different kingdoms and they do a bit but you know you'll find out in the trench <laughs> yeah what and is, aquaman yeah. 2 yeah exactly straight you have to part. remember this like this movie it made over a billion dollars yeah mm-hmm. so and i have to give a kudos to that so yeah strange concept for a film the trench but we'll see Callum, what was your thoughts on it? I prefer Shazam yeah. over Aquaman. I think Aquaman is, is a fun film. It's not mm. a great film. Yeah. It is enjoyable. I think, yeah, James Wan had a clear vision, and I think that clear vision was, I want a crab battle, a <laughs> massive crab battle. Yeah. I want lasers I want lasers on sharks. <laughs> I want swordfishes skewering Atlanteans. I want Dolph Lundgren with lots of wavy blonde hair. Yeah. And I want surfer bro Aquaman to just go, yeah. Yeah. Woo! A lot. <laughs> but... Shazam, I think, is the better film. Mm. One of the things I picked up on from Shazam is, is I'm not, I don't think I've seen it in any other film, is that the depiction of adoption mm. is realistic. Yeah. It's not all, It's not just happy, 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 or it's not just really rubbish. Mm. It's mixed. Yeah. There's, happy, there's a happy family there, but they are struggling. Yeah. And for me, the climax of the film, even though the villain's not great, mm. I think you kind of have to make it not great because you know the rocks just like peering over the shoulder. <laughs> But well, you've got Mr. Mind. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Dr. Savannah is a really old villain in the comics. He's yeah. possibly, the like in comic books, the original mad scientist, to the mm. point where now you have to sort of do a, essentially a parody of him because you can't do it. Um, but the finale, thankfully no one spoiled it for me, and I apologies if it was the finale. I'm not going to spoil it. The finale is spectacular. Mm. And I think the cast... They've done an amazing job with the cast, both, well, yeah, I can't say much about it, but yeah, yeah. Zachary Levi. Spo- is spoilers yeah. uh, from now on, but yeah. yeah. The fact that they've picked, obviously, the main cast, uh, an older version, a younger version, but then they've managed to find f- five others who are matched personality and yeah. who are older versions. And I, I do feel sorry for Zachary Levi because mm. he, if you see pictures of him training, he is huge, he's ripped, mm. huge muscles. But then he puts the suit on and everyone goes, Look at those massive fake muscles. Yeah. He's massive. He's the same size as Henry Cavill. Yeah. But no one believes it because no. the suit looks 
more so that's because bland. everyone's also judging that on a set photo yeah, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, when they saw when, the costume, they were like, "That looks goofy." But you yeah, need like, to see it, in the context of the film, exactly, yeah. with the if finished they, effects and everything. Like, yeah. I think if they'd made the costume the same sort of like weave material as Henry Cavill Superman suit, people yeah. were like, "Because it looks tighter against the skin." Yeah. Whereas the Shazam suit just looks like one big pillow. It looks like foamy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Black Manta costume is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is a stupid looking yeah. costume, but the fact they've gone, no, we're going to do that. I'm yeah. like. Fair play. Yeah, exactly. Because I thought the same thing about mm. uh, Mysterio in Far From Home. That yeah. the costume is stupid. Yeah, But yeah. they pulled it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one final thing about Aquaman as well. This is a negative. Is that the they had a really good premise of mm. focusing on what we humans are doing to the to the environment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially the the world we live in now with climate control change and all that. And then they just sort of glossed over it over crap battles. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? They had something there. I thought, okay, this this could be really good. This could be mm. deep. And then they bring in the crabs. Yeah. I yeah. thought the film was an incredibly good video game tutorial. And then I realized it was a film and went, oh, yeah. oh. So interestingly, off like all of our discussion, like I said, we usually then have our segment of the show, uh, which is the movie vault, which is deciding uh, through the topic we discuss, whether it be films that we have or haven't mentioned, what films we would like to see encapsulated for all time uh, for our friend, the film god, uh, to enjoy. And I think it's quite an interesting list if we just look at those ones that we've mentioned, because there are so many that you'd be like, no. Um, just all- a heads up, Wonder Woman's already in there. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure... Did, that gets rid of the dramatic moment I was going to go with. Like, oh. right, everyone say it all together. Three, two, one. It's already been <laughs> Man of Steel for me. Yeah, Shazam would have been mine. Man of Steel for me. Are you sure Batman v Superman ages like a fine wine? You don't yeah, want to would... like, go in there and age like a fine wine. David, you put that in there. I'm locking you in with it. <laughs> it would be Jake. He made the great comparison. That'd be in the little sort of tubby in the corner where it's just covered in cobwebs. <laughs> um, so Man of Steel for Jake, you think? Is it? And was it Shazam? Shazam for me. Yeah. Um, I think based on the conversations we've had, they're the only ones that have anything resembling balance of opinions, I think. In terms of, like, positives and negatives, everything else has been, like, there are a couple of positive things, then there's just loads of bad. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a good show because, like I said, we did, you know, if you're talking about themes, then, like, even if you're just being like, here's a really good film to show adoption and stuff like that, Shazam does that. But it's also just one incredibly cinematic film that does a good job at, like, like for some people I'm going to establish uh, yeah. establishing this universe and being able to like create a lot of tension and awe inspiring moments and the other one which is a bit more down to earth and a bit more light hearted trying to create a bit more character within this universe so I think on yeah. those grounds I think they're both valid to put inside and they both work on their own you don't have to have watched the previous film to understand oh. what's happening that kind of thing as well which is well I mean Man of Steel what came before right? that's, <laughs> exactly. you can't exactly yeah. Superman so. Returns I don't think that's going in the vault <laughs> so uh, yeah it'd be Dark Knight Rises technically I guess that yeah. still doesn't yeah. deserve to be in the vault <laughs> so uh, yeah going into the movie vault this week guys is Man of Steel and Shazam joining Wonder Woman that's already in there into the movie vault you go. So, guys, if you uh, have any favourites that you have at home, please do tell us in comments or on our social media. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing what else goes into the movie vault in the upcoming year. Uh, we now move on to our end game, uh, which is DC-themed. I'll let Craig tell you all about it 
So the last time we had like a primarily uh, primarily Marvel themed uh, episode, uh, this is when we were talking about the uh, we were talking about Avengers Endgame, uh, and we had a, a game which was Marvel character or not Marvel character. We thought about doing something similar, but we thought we'd be a bit more poetic about it this time. So this game is called DC or not DC. That is the question. Um, Please enjoy our love the visuals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for viewers at home, I've put on a picture of Shakespeare wearing a Batman costume that I've hastily edited onto him. So the idea of this game, I kind of love like as well how like he does like his bland look in it. He's just looking at it. I like as his, if he is like I don't approve. I like this. his ear sticking out in the cowl. You've gone for the Val Kilmer one as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need some bat nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did what I could with the image. but oh, so The idea of this is that we're going to show you a, a list of character names and we want you to work out whether or not they are an actual character from the DC universe in some way, shape or form uh, or not. So for this, uh, we've given you post-it notes. We would like you to create your own DC or not DC like sign because the idea is that we're going to give you a count of five and then you reveal uh, if you believe they are from DC or not. If a, is it like these characters, if they are, is it part of DC now, or but if they have their origins elsewhere, or is it just just the part? They of DC are in now? some way have been involved in DC at okay. some point in time. Okay, that is my way of go saying I, I can't fully answer that question. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if that character name is like the name of the hero. I was going to say because there's an amalgamation between Marvel and DC, so technically anybody is part of DC, <laughs> like Captain True. Marvel. Yes. <laughs> Through, uh, yeah. There's no, there's no, none like no, that no, no. anyway. But there will okay. be a through a few red herrings thrown in this. So yeah. just to let you know, the condiment king shows up in this. I'm gonna be annoyed. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because just it's just useless. Okay. Must have not see him guns. in the Lego Batman movie. I did. Yeah. He was great. <laughs> but then I watched the Batman animated series and was reminded. So first up, Booster Gold. Oh, not even uh, any hesitation, <laughs> David. I've already mentioned him. Yeah, I mean, obviously Booster Gold uh, is a... Is a the, the picture kind of matches the sound. It's as if he's like... Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I chose it specifically. It's I was cheesy just, smile. He's just going to be like, good work, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Booster? You can imagine a little Excellent. shine from his teeth. Excellent. So, next up, Bouncing Boy. So, ooh, okay. So, I will have to take first answer. So, we've got one DC, one not DC. So, Jake, you are? Because Kellen is... Legion of Superheroes, baby. Yep, he is indeed from the Legion of Superheroes. That's an interesting picture. Where did you get that from? <laughs> uh, so there's an article which is 10 obscure characters from the DC Universe. So you'll see the inspiration we got for this article. Uh, that is the picture that they, uh, that they used for him. So I've never seen that before. He's a bit older than his usual depictions. Interesting. Cool. I'm glad I don't have to explain who these guys are. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Next. Screenslaver. Both gone non-DC. And you are? That's Ex because it's Disney. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, we tried to brainwash you, it didn't work. Yeah, so who can tell me who this vil uh, who this person is from? The villain from Incredibles, Incredibles 2. 2. Incredibles 2, yeah. Or is it? <laughs> He's oh, just bum, a scapegoat, bum. isn't he? <laughs> He's also a she, David. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, no, it technically Spoilers. is a man in the suit. But oh, yeah, yeah, but the, 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 fair enough. Yeah. 
we would uh, spoil the film. All right, excellent. Uh, so yeah. after a couple of rounds, I believe the score is three to Callan, two to Jake. Excellent. So next up, Joker. So you Hang on, is this, this is not some weird version of Joker we've not heard of, is it? David? Unfortunately, we've chosen Joker from Persona 5. Exactly. The game character. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit. Come on now. I want to get a ruling on that. All I can say is you guys clearly did not listen to our episode where we first did this, where we screwed people over with the collector many, many times. Well, I did click, but I was already put my hands up. <laughs> Next. Okay. Matter Eater Lad. Kellen's gone DC, Jake not DC. Not DC. Jake is. Which means Kellen Legion is. Legion of Superheroes again. <laughs> I'm just if you for, think, if for you every th- character I don't know, I'm just saying not DC. Fair. So if you think the picture that we had for Bouncing Toy oh God, was weird, yeah. wait for this. I've seen that. <laughs> I can't tell if he's trying to eat it or if he's trying to, like, purge. He is matter eater, lad. So. <laughs> like, why is his superpowers? Do you know, Kellen? Basically, you can eat anything. Right. That's it. <laughs> is it like, it doesn't turn into anything no. he then uses? No, it's just like, no. that door's in our way. I'll he's just a, eat it. He's a gimmick hero from, like, one episode <laughs> of an animated series where they need to, something to be eaten to escape. Wow. That's it. Okay, next up. Clitsiplim. I can't say that properly. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm looking at the same thing you are as well. You think... Okay, so you've gone DC. David, they are? You've reversed his name. I thought Mr. Mitzelpick. Yeah, Mr. Mitzelpick. So I was going to say, if you can tell me what this is actually in in reference to, I will give you a bonus point. I think you have both said that it is... Mr. Mitzelpick. Mr. Mitzelpick. Yeah, so what exactly is the word that I showed you then? His name in reverse. Reverse. Which does... Sends him back to the fifth dimension where he's from. Hi, guys. There he is. He's a fifth dimensional imp. And this time, you're not going to cheat me out I of my I forgot he's voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's voiced by Max Alpha. Not kill Tipsy-some, Mitch's pit leg. Now, the first thing I'm going to do... Oh, nuts. <laughs> yeah, so on the name, you are... Yeah, so you have both gained a bonus point by telling me exactly where I got that word from. So I will happily give you that in lieu of the points that I stole off yeah. you. It's the fact that like his name is not the reverse. Yeah. That's just how you make him appear was the thought. No, it, it's no, it's how you send him back to the fifth yeah, dimension. Right. So. But the ruse worked. <laughs> cool. Frankenstein. DC or not DC? You've both gone not DC and you are? Yeah, because there is a DC character. Yeah. He's in Marvel as well. That's what threw yeah. me. And I'm also ah. thinking about the original monster. Yeah, of yeah, course. Exactly. So that's a bit of a a wild card there. Yeah, so there is a character. I believe he's an agent of Shade or Snade or I, 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 <laughs> Shade, I think. Shade, yeah. yeah. So Agent um, of Shield said weirdly, like Agent of Shade. <laughs> he is an agent of Shield in Marvel. See, okay. after oh. that Joker one, I was ca- I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you could good. easily have done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. You're cautious because the next one is the Joker. Uh, <laughs> uh, DC or not uh, DC? That is the question. Uh, um, I'm going to say. Sod it. No, no, you have to pick one. <laughs> oh, did he have to? Is it? Yeah, so... Five, four... You've both gone DC, and you are? 
Which version is it now? What is it now? It's a playing card. <laughs> but it says Joker, not the Joker. <laughs> it's the Joker playing card. Also, strictly yeah. speaking, that's a jester. That is very true. Yeah. Like what do the words say? Harle- a Harlequin, if A jester will. is also in DC because he's the alternate version of the Joker. Points, please. That card is Joker, but yeah, when you look it up, it is the card is called the Joker, Joker. apparently, from Origins. Yeah, so <laughs> unfortunately, no points there. Mr. Mole. Okay, so we have one non-DC, one DC. So, Kellen, you are... Which means that Jake is... Okay, so there's going to be a bonus point if you can suggest where we've got the character of Mr. Mole from. I think you got him from The Incredibles, The Underminer. Uh, Ratty and Toad. (laughs) Both Both decent guesses. Uh... So this is the origin of Mr. Mole. Tonight, the Springfield. I mean, Gotham Underworld is trembling while solid citizens sleep snug as a bug. Why? Because Bartman is knocking down bad guys like Howard Hughes knocks up young starlets. Bad guys like the Toker. <laughs> the Diddler. <laughs> Mr. Mole. Sugar and Spice. And Poison Lenny. <laughs> So yeah, it's from um, it's from The Simpsons. It's from a Simpsons seg- segment called Bartman Begins. Um, yeah, so no bonus points there, but one point to Jake for getting it correct. So next character, Mr. Mime, DC or not DC? You've both gone DC, and you are both. Oh, the character's Mime, not Mr. Mime. It's a it's a it's Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> no, there's a DC character <laughs> called Mime. Yeah, Watchman. Yeah. Next one, Mr. Mind. Yeah, I, I think given the fact you've already mentioned him, I think it's safe to assume. Yep, there it is. And it's the one, the one from the, the end scene. One of well. the craziest characters in DC, <laughs> and I can't believe they're actually doing it. <laughs> you get a bonus like point that. if you can name him and his full like team. Oh, uh, the, the is it the Monster Society of Evil? Appreciate yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Excellent. I made that dangerous now. I made a yeah. signal. Oops. <laughs> Next character. Mr. Rhyme. DC or not DC? This <laughs> <laughs> is because Mr. Rhyme rhymes with Mr. Mime. So Kellen's gone DC. Jake is. So Kellen is. Jake is. So Jake was onto something saying it rhymes with Mr. Mime because. It is the evolution of Mr. Mime in the new series games. I have no I've idea. got that. I have, I have played those games in a long time. I just so. laughed at the concept. That con- was just a guess. I la- laughed at the concept of just a Mr. Rhyme villa. Just like, I am Mr. Rhyme. I make it. <laughs> like, I can rhyme in that sentence. It's a little bit like the music meister. <laughs> yeah. So. The, okay. The scout master. So next up yeah. in, our, in our lineup of misters, we have Mrs. Grudenko. DC or not DC? You have to put a missus after all these misters. Yeah. You've both gone DC and you are both. It is correct. Now, before David presses the button, describe to me necessarily what type of character you think is going to appear. Like, what do you think this character is going to look like? A dude. I think it's going to look like a dude. A big Russian dude. I don't think it's anything special. Right. So, technically, ironically, Kellen's closer because you said a Russian dude is actually 
a bear. Okay. Oh, there you go. It's a Russian old woman who turns into a bear. <laughs> Guess which, which team this is from. She's only appeared in one issue. It's Suicide Squad? Yeah. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, yeah. Squad, yeah. <laughs> they bomb about with that one, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of... We need a new I character. told you, they need an animal-based person on the team at all times. Speaking of uh, screaming the bottom of the barrel... Condiment King! <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have planned it. And also the one from the animated series. The Condiment King! So that's a point for each of you. Next up, we have... Joker! <laughs> <laughs> make me doubt in this very fabric of reality over here now. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah. The bluff has been it had, to, it had to be. <laughs> After two, it had to be. Oh, do not underestimate my ability to find more jokers. <laughs> he is himself a joker. So, excellent. Next up. Cabot Zella. You have both got non-DC and you are both... So it's not a DC character, but a bonus point for who do you think Cabot Zella is? <laughs> I don't know, I, for some reason I've gone to Conan the Barbarian. I was I was thinking of like Xena the Warrior. Yeah. That's okay, so I, you've both gone for very mystical fan, characters. Some fantasy, yeah. Yeah. I feel really bad because all it is, it's it is Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy right. backwards. <laughs> based on the Family Guy joke where they take the basis of uh, Mr. Mix's Blitz. I was going to say, does it send him back to his own realm? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Fun fact, an actual person went on the real Jeopardy and put Kebet Zeller in one of his answers. That's amazing. Respect. He only had like a dollar in the bank and he lost that dollar anyway. So. <laughs> He's like, I may as well. I'm worried. Yeah. Next up. Massive, uh, sorry, major bummer. DC or not DC? You've both gone for DC and you are both... Correct. That, Where is that from? That was a guess. Uh, but so I thought this was gonna. This is gonna be so obscure that it has to be a DC character. Is that a leopard skin underwear I can see over his shoulder? Uh, like, that was like a snow oh. up there. Oh yes, yeah. That's a whole. That's a bit of crotch right there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So fun thing about uh, Major Bummer is that he was a su uh, superhero accidentally given his powers. He has no will to fight, and he's actually. Depressed because all of these supervillains keep showing up to fight him and he just wants nothing to do with it. He is incredibly lazy and I just love it. Where'd you find him? <laughs> Again, uh, list of ten, the barrels there. 10 obscure uh, DC, uh, DC characters. I can't Did wait they, to see they his both film. had Kevitz there, though. Yes. Not yeah. DC. Yeah. yeah, so. He'll get his own spin off show. <laughs> so that has come to the end of our game and the final scores, David. Uh, it is 13 to Jake and 12 to Kellen. Oh, oh, well so played. Incredible. I think it was I, only like one point in it when Kellen did with Erin as well, wasn't it? It was very close. Was, oh, no, I think I lost that by about three. Oh, was it? Okay. So, so in the end, that means that we have a winner. <laughs> I'd like to present you with your trophy. I thought you were going to bring out like a major bummer. <laughs> Funko Pop or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to thank my family <laughs> and everyone involved. The Academy. <laughs> Release the, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just engraved at the bottom with Release the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah, and that is the prize, just the, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <The> Snyder Cut. <laughs> Make it so, Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys for joining us. We've had a very in-depth discussion there about all things DC, including uh, the DC films that we've had for the past sort of 10 years or so. Uh, 
thank you for both joining us. It's been really fun. Uh, Jake, where can we find yourself? Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, where you can see me talking about movies and showing off my Funko Pop collection. That's at Sweaty Jake. And also, uh, if you like these guys' podcasts, please check out my podcast, Film 7 Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major streaming places. Cool. And uh, what was the last, like, where you were talking about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, recently, recently I'll let, uh, we did a spoiler review of the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And we also did a two-parter of uh, what's coming for 2020. So. Awesome. Yeah, check it out, guys. Kellen, anyway, or was it just... You can find me at home. You find you in life. <laughs> you're just the person like when you're watching a film thinking do I like this and you're just going to be idea like no <laughs> or give it another one you watch <laughs> so I'll wait, uh, wait till the drive home for my opinion yeah exactly uh, yeah thank you guys for joining us uh, you can catch us on all our social medias we now have a well good movies Facebook page dedicated to this podcast and on Instagram and then if you want to catch our parents site which is Fresh Take Hub which you can find this podcast on which is freshtakehub.com slash wellgoodmovies and uh, we're on all socials as Fresh Take Hub as well for that as well so thank you for joining us guys like I said check out uh, the website where I'm sure we'll have reviews of Birds of Prey and uh, more DC films as they come out including Wonder Woman 1984 uh, anything from yourself Craig? Uh, nope. Just uh, hope you enjoyed this. Ep- uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, take care. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye. Massive crab. Massive crab battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>